Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the noon edition of the Armor Report. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. Thank you all for joining me. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. That means we take fundamental analysis of investments for the stock market, buying stocks, buying themes, um, and we run it through our algorithms to tell us when to add risk and when to take risk off. Now, a lot to get to today. Um, we're going to start by going over the top five indexes that we follow using our algorithms that tell us when to add or subtract risk. That's the S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ 100, the small cap index, and the, and the uh, momentum index. We're going to look at our proprietary algorithms and ask ourselves, should we be adding risk here or should we be protecting our capital? Then what we're going to do is launch into a discussion about the investment theme of the day. Okay, There's a group that we're focusing on and that we have been focusing on for the last month and that we continue to focus on. And the behavior of that group is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So we'll get to that group a little bit later in the session. But without further ado, let's jump into um, a review of what the markets look like. And don't forget, this is a live trading desk. I've got computer screens surrounding me. And so I'm constantly using the information I share with you to manage my own personal capital and that of investors through our affiliation with interactive brokers. So those of you who know me and who've been part of this show for a while, thank you, by the way, for following along and giving me this avenue to express myself and, and, and um, for keeping me honest and making sure I execute the way I should. You will know Perhaps you've listened to, perhaps you've read on our website, our blog post called Stalking the Bear. So step one, for those of you who are new, is that our algorithms on the top five indexes that drive all of our investment strategy, both short-term and long-term, are telling us to be risk-off. That's been the case on and off since the end of September. We've avoided the majority of the market collapse. We outperformed every equity index last year for our three model portfolios at Interactive Brokers. And you can follow along what we're doing in those portfolios on our website, rosenthalcapital.com. Scroll down and you'll see the makeup of those three portfolios. One's conservative, one's moderate, one's aggressive. Okay. Conservative, balanced, and aggressive, I call it. And so nothing has changed in that regard. Our algorithms are still telling us that the risk at this stage is far too great for whatever award we're thinking of squeezing out of the stock market in general. Now, it doesn't mean you can't make money in specific groups, but I tell you here every day, it's my job to put myself and you on the right side of probabilities and statistics every time we invest. This is not about day trading. This is about investing. 
We want to commit capital when the reward, the perceived reward, is worth the risk we're taking. And we want to be on the right side of probabilities and statistics when we're putting that capital to work. So by investing in groups, themes, individual stocks in the midst of a market, general market correction, you're putting yourself on the wrong side of probability. It's not that you can't do it. You all know I'm a huge fan of the marijuana stocks. Those stocks are going through the roof, outperforming every single sector of the market. And today is no exception. The market's plummeting. And the only group, that's not true. There's two groups that are green on my screen. We happen to own them both in our model portfolios. It's just algorithms, guys. It's not a crystal ball. The reason we make money is because algorithms put us on the right side of probabilities and statistics, and we only commit capital when the reward's worth the risk. So we have long positions in cannabis stocks and long positions in, I'll get to that in a minute, our focus of today. But the cannabis stocks are up on average, let's just look at MJ, the ETF of the cannabis stocks, it's up over 3.5%. Meanwhile, the equity indexes are down over 1.5%. That's called alpha. In our portfolios right now, just go look at our website. You'll see what's in the portfolios. We're short the general market, so we're making money there. And we're long the cannabis stocks, so we're making money in both directions. But I digress a little bit. Not every day is like this. And I, quite frankly, don't expect this to last in the cannabis stocks. If this market continues lower the rest of the day, eventually they're going to get to the cannabis stocks. And that's okay. We have our core position in the cannabis stocks that we're looking to triple on weakness. So it's great that they're up today, and it's lots of fun. But statistically speaking, when the whole market is selling off, if the sell-off gets aggressive enough, every group follows. Don't listen to the guy whispering in your ear that diversification will save you in a market correction or a sell-off or a bear market. 100% wrong. 100%. It's the same guy that tells you P-E ratios are great, and that's why you should buy G-E all the way down. Well, because it's P-E kept getting better and better. Let's buy Micron Technologies. That PE was great. 10, 9, 8. Now it's 6 PE. Come on, let's buy it. Right? Those guys don't know what they're talking about. And telling you that diversification will protect your assets in a market decline, they're dreaming. They have no imagination, and they're not going to help you manage your assets correctly. So let's just avoid that ridiculousness. In the market we live in today, maybe diversification worked 50 years ago. But in today's market, correlations are at their highest. So do I think I can continue to make money in cannabis stocks with the market plummeting? No. No, I don't. But I am going to have a core position on those cannabis stocks as they prove to me in January that they are the single best group of the year so far, which would suggest they'll be the best group all year long. 
And what we're going to want to do is buy weakness when we see it. I digress. Let's get back to the big indexes. We've been building short positions for the last couple of weeks for, for those of you who short. I do not recommend shorting for most people. Okay? There's nothing wrong with holding cash. Just hold cash as the market goes down. You beat the market every day holding cash. And in this market, when I say cash, I mean short-term treasury bills. You can get a 2% plus yield. Who needs, who needs the headache? Who needs the headache of short selling in a down market? Just hold cash and wait. Do your homework. Do your research. And when you get the right prices on the stocks you love, start buying them. You know, and when we get the risk on buy signal across the board, triple those positions. But for now, as the market goes down, you can just sit in cash. Okay. Now, I've said that. For the guys who want to short, and they're going to do that anyway, let me show you what we're doing. I'm going to share my screen with you, and you can see why we're shorting up here. Okay, presenting to everyone, you're looking at a chart of the S&P 500. You see the red lines are the downtrending channel we've been in since September. You can see we've breached this downtrend a couple of times or, or tested it, right? We tested it right here. I'm just going to highlight it in yellow, right? Tested it there. Then guess what? Whoops, that's not what I wanted to do. Okay, then what do we have? We tested it again right here. This time we broke out above it. Right. And then look at the breakdown. When the breakout above the downtrend fails, it gets ugly in a hurry. So here we are at this most important juncture. We have a market that's broken out above the downtrend. Broken out above the 50 day moving average gapped down now twice. So we have a an island reversal and a double top at a key location on the S&P. If there's ever a time to short, it's going to be now. If the market takes out the high of that double top, I will no longer have shorts in the portfolio and I will be happy to be adding new investments. But until that happens, I have to admit, this is the place where I want to focus on short selling. Same, now you're looking at the NASDAQ 100. This is a chart. Every bar is 60 minutes. Same type of double top that's forming. Very clear double top, replete with gaps. We gapped down, then we gapped up trying to close that gap, and now the gap has failed miserably. You have island reversals. You have double tops. This is all the kind of things you look at right at a downtrend where you want to build short positions. If it recovers and closes above the high of those double tops, I'm out. No longer short. Don't need to short. This is the Dow Industrial Average. Same thing. These are all exchange-traded funds. Okay, there's the Dow. And this, the Dow actually has gapped right back down into its downtrend. This is probably the most compelling short to me. It's closest to the 200-day moving average, which is the green line here, right? And it's literally gapping right back, gapped out of the downtrend and now gapping right back down into it. 
And the strongest index so far this year has been the small caps. And as you can see, they're doing the same thing. Okay, but they're furthest away from the 200-day moving average because they had the worst year last year. Everything is double-topped. Everything is gapping down. Okay, guys, that's why we're out there adding short positions. It's a very clear entry point. The risk is clearly identifiable. The reward could be significant if the market goes and retests the lows. And so I'm willing to put some short out. My favorite index, I think, is the Dow, but I also love shorting small caps. They've been the strongest group this year, but overall, they're the weakest since September. And I expect them to go retest. And let me just show you, just for the fun of it, where we were shorting the small caps this morning, just so you know. Okay, this is an intraday look now. I'm going to load this picture up for you. There's the, NAS, the small cap index. Okay, here's today's trading. This red line here, here, let me give you a closer view of what we're looking at. Okay. All right, we gapped down this morning. We rallied right up to this red line, which is a key area of resistance, which we're going to call um, uh, the gap closures and the gap downs. So when we got up to that price and put in a triple top, we were shorting right in here. And the Morse the market cratered down, made new lows on the day. All right, so this is a very important line, this red line. What price is that? Um, 146.85. The market closes above that level, I probably reduce my short positions. Okay, closes below it, I stay short. Okay, so that's the intraday picture of what's going on in the market. Um, there's the investment idea of why we're shorting for aggressive portfolios. For those of you who are more conservative, more balanced, cash is fine. But you can see where we are in the downtrend. Instead of getting carried away, as they love to do on CNBC, with the excitement that the S&P is no longer in correction territory or, or small caps that were left the bear market territory, now they're in a route. That's all a bunch of like crap to mislead you as an investor. They're just cheerleaders. What matters is a downtrend. It's clearly definable. Nothing has happened to take us out of it. We overshot on the downside in December in the complete collapse on no volume. And now we're rushing back up to rebalance. Totally normal. The question is what happens next? And our algorithms are telling us the risk is too great for whatever reward we might get. So cash is king. Let's get to the title of today's episode, Gold, Silver, Investing. We're investing in gold and silver stocks. The best way to go about it, if you know nothing about the space, is to own the ETFs. GDX is the big cap gold and silver ETF. It owns companies like Newmont Mining, Royal Gold, the big names, okay, Barrick Resources, and GDXJ owns the smaller names. You don't have to do any research if you don't want on individual stocks. 
And at this stage in the cycle, I'm not sure it really matters. It's better to own the most liquid assets. So when I say this stage in the cycle, what we're looking at is a downtrend that's been in place since 2012. It's ugly. These stocks have been crushed. The price of the metal has been destroyed. What we've got going on now is a breaking of a multi-year downtrend on a grand scale for the metal itself and for the mining stocks. In the most recent, now you all know that we've been focused on this group for over a month. What I love so far the last month is that when the stocks have gone down, the underlying bullion prices have not. And bullion prices today are taking out the highs of the recent move off the lows. So gold and silver bullion continues to lead the stocks, which is very, very impressive. Very impressive. Our favorite gold and silver bullion investment is an exchange-traded fund closed-end fund, really, actually a closed-end fund, called the Central Fund of Canada, CEF. They have real, actual gold bars and silver bars that back up the value of the investment, and it's trading at a discount. Now, in the midst of a bull market in gold and silver, this asset will trade at a premium. I know because I've been there. We own these stocks in 2007 and eight. It's why we made money for our investors in 2008 when the market was imploding. We were focused here. 2009, 10, 11, CEF was trading at a premium. Now it's trading at a discount. Go look at these stocks, GDX, GDXJ. They just recently tried to test their uptrend. They held at higher levels than I really thought. I was thinking they were going to come down more. They didn't. And now they're blowing out. They blew out Friday. They're adding to it today. GDX is up 1%. GDXJ up 1.5%. If there's ever a time to own these stocks, it's now. A multi-year downtrend has been broken. We've tested the uptrend we're in. It's held. And the price of the underlying gold and silver bullion has held up even stronger. So it's been a focus of our interactive brokers model portfolios. It's a focus of my own capital and capital that I'm investing for others. And it will continue to be. We have our maximum position size on in the space. You can go look at our website, rosenthalcapital.com, and you'll see what our holdings are for each type of group. I mean, for each asset class, whether it be conservative, balanced, or aggressive. So what that means for you is that's my holdings. You can see percentage-wise what we're doing. It doesn't mean you should do that. It doesn't mean you should do that. I'm just telling you what we're doing for ourselves and giving you food for thought. You have to decide for yourself. You're your own investor. If you want us to do it, feel free to give us a call. We'll chat. We can work together at Interactive Brokers. If you want to continue doing it on your own, then you have to think for yourself Determine what your exposures to be, should be, if any. Hey, you don't have to do it. I'm just sharing with you what happens on our desk, where the risk-reward 
is the correct ratio where the probability of success is at its highest. That doesn't mean we make money all the time. These things could reverse tomorrow and we'll be stopped out. We have to be. It's just the way it goes. All I'm trying to do with these armor reports is help put you on the right side of probability and statistics and take positions when the reward is big enough for the risk you're taking. And we believe that that's happening finally in the precious metal stocks after years of destruction of capital. I hope this has helped you guys. It really helps me because it orders my thinking and it forces me to execute correctly because I share these thoughts with you. So thank you for being here. I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Right around 9 o'clock is the morning meeting and 12 o'clock is this noon meeting where we flesh out more of the details. I hope you guys have a safe day of investing. Be careful. Take your time. Don't let emotion take over. If you feel you're doing something out of fear or greed, step away from the screen, walk away. If your investment advisor is calling you and it seems like it's based on fear or greed, just say, hey, let's think about it for a couple of days. That's not the way I like to invest. Okay? Nothing has to happen immediately. Be patient. Look for your opportunities. Take care, guys.